When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. <clears throat> what episode is this? Right. <laughs> Smashed it. Hello and welcome to episode 33 of The Front 3. My name is Adam Boltwood and joining me as always is the one and only Lawrence McKenna. The one and only Adam Boltwood. Thanks. And uh, we're also joined by the stat man himself, Dave O'Brien. Oh, not the one and only Dave O'Brien. That is I mean, I can't, I can't give you both Adam, the one and only, can I? I thought you would have been used to this now, 33 episodes in. He's the one and only. You're the stat man supreme. Or something like that. Anyway, thank you very much for joining us. Episode 33, as I said. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us on Twitter, send us suggestions, send us your questions, all that good stuff. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at the front free. Um, but yeah, let's get into it, I guess. We've got to get into the news, guys, because it's been a momentous week. It's guys. It's been a momentous week, though, Lawrence. Has it not? Yeah. Euro 2016, the playoffs happened. We now know who is going to be at the tournament uh, next summer in France. One team of which will be Zlatan Ibrahimovic. He's going, right? Yes. Yeah, Zlatan. There's no one else in that team. A, he's, he's actually competing alone. Um, he is, yes. He's going to replicate himself 11 more times. And he's just going to partner mm. up uh, with other Swedish legends. He's also, um, he, he, did you hear his, 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 uh, his quote? He said he's... Yeah, uh, <laughs> they, they want to meet a retire. But I just put a whole load of them into retirement mm. or some some shit like he that. He said, with the idea that this was supposed to be my retirement, I've pushed their whole country into retirement. Yeah, so good the, guy. The whole, of the, the whole of Denmark is now in retirement. Yes, yeah, Sweden are going to be there. Uh, they knock out Denmark. Also, Ireland, Dave, did you did you manage to catch any of that game? Uh, unfortunately, I didn't, but I did see Jonathan Walters score twice. Jonathan the Walters absolute the Ireland door. legend. Hey. Uh, the good part of that, though, have you seen the um, the bit in the pub where it's, I think it's Shane Long and Robbie Keane are, are riffing away, singing songs. It's absolutely cracking viewing. I'll have to put the, we'll put the link in the description. Please do. Um, so it's a bit of a... Is that a real achievement for Ireland, Lawrence, you think? Because they were in a tough group with Germany, Poland, um, Scotland. qualifying in the first place is a bit of an achievement, isn't it? For, for any team, obviously, apart from England, mm. everyone uh, says there's no achievement in what happens with England. Um but I think with Ireland, especially like you say, from that group, um, it was it was hit and miss as to whether they were going to get the right number of points. Essentially, it was out of their hands for a little while, and then Scotland sort of tripped, which allowed them through. And then they had a, a difficult game again, a game which you'd say, you know, on paper, Bosnia should be winning. Um, yeah, they got some they, good players. The, 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 well, the, well, yeah. The fact is that Bosnia Czech, has some, Pjanic. exactly pl- players that 
maybe again like i said on paper look better than the overall island team but that's the point with ireland is that uh, now even though they at times they're flattered to deceive in the group stages now we're seeing them come through uh and essentially come together at the right time which is also a very a skill of management i guess is getting your team to peak at the right moment um i i love having i when i went to euro 20 2012 it was fantastic to have Ireland fans there they really bring something else to the tournament which is almost by the by you don't really need to say that but it does it, it is mm. worth pointing out to people who haven't been at a tournament with Ireland fans before fantastic fans really good time um, and good for partying etc etc <laughs> no, um, I think it'd be, yeah, it'd be great to have them there Welsh fans as well um, Northern Irish as well but not the it, Scottish it, it's a shame that but it's a yeah, shame that really nice that it's, that it's Britain and Ireland yeah, it's a shame that it's Ireland instead of Scotland. It would be great if it was both. Yeah. But if so. ever there was a way to overstate um, the success of a region at any one time, it would be for all five teams for, to qualify. <laughs> Apparently there's a 50-50 chance England will draw either Wales, Republic of Ireland or Northern Ireland in the group stages. So they're, right. pot, they're going to be in pot four. So we could have one of those teams in our group, which I think is going to, that's pretty exciting. That's one easy just... win at the tournament, lads. Well, oh, yeah, that's, that's it. Just, I don't, that's I don't think I'd want to come up against Wales. I really England don't. are going to come second. Again. No, sorry, they're going to come third in the group and Wales are going to come second. It's, going to be, it's, it's sort of written in the stars, isn't it? The Trekking. sort of doom of English football. <laughs> Ready to go. <laughs> it's, um, England, of course, already qualified. They did have a friendly against France um, last night. Well, what would be Tuesday night. Uh, a bit of a sombre occasion, but still, England came away with the win, 2-0. And everyone's talking about this young lad by the name of Deli Ali, Dave. Um, when's he off to Real Madrid? That's what I want to know. <laughs> well, you'd hope he's staying at Spurs for a few more seasons. I think he's got a he's got a developer like still nineteen, but he showed um, great sort of youthfulness yesterday, exuberance in the pressing, harrying. You know, took his goal very well. It's a pretty pretty big deflection in my eyes, but you know, it's a it's a decent strike from outside the area. What I loved about Deli Ali's performance was how he nicked the ball off Pogba in the second goal. We sort of ignored how. Um, you know, everyone saw Pogba's performance last night, that wonderful back heel to Anthony Martial. But Pogba cost France one of their goals. You know, Deli Alley closing down, nicked the ball. England were at France's back four, you know, Rhyme Sterling, uh, Rooney and Harry Kane. It's one of those things that Pogba is so mercurial. He's so hot and cold at the moment. And we really need to give this guy time because if he's sort of, you know, people are quoting eyes worth £80 million. He's nowhere near valued that much at the moment. He's so, so hot and cold. It's just... I think he's getting too much pressure on his back because he has played at Manchester United and now he's at Juventus. And you've seen Juventus struggle this season in Serie A. And I feel that Pogba's the one that should have carried them and he hasn't done. So he's got some time that he needs to develop. And I feel that Deli Ali absolutely did him, absolutely schooled him. Well, Ben Briggs says, Ben Briggs tweeted in to say, is Ali better than Pogba? In my opinion, he is so much better. But I'm a Spurs fan. Hashtag biased. Um, he's probably got a way to go to be better than Paul Pogba, Lawrence. I mean, he's been very impressive this season, but I mean, that's we're talking about one of the, as Dave says there, maybe not worth 80 million, but one of the best young players in the world. In well, we are talking also about people at different peaks in where their development mm. is. I mean, Pogba's had a lot more first-team football. Um, he's uh, played, at, uh, you'd argue, a higher level uh, for longer. So there's no reason why he can't develop into a player of the ilk of Pogba. But then oh, I, yeah. I wonder why, oh, yeah. almost why you would... I wonder why you would want to just make a, a cut out and then say, right, let's fit him into that. I think, you know, Spurs have got clearly got an idea of what kind of player they want him to be. I think Pochettino's very much a visionary in that sense. He's good at getting the best out of players 
um, where other managers maybe see a very basic outline, I think he's going to see more complex assets to his game. And I think that that's, he's under the right manager, if, that, if that's uh, if, if it's possible oh, yeah, to say. We also have Pizball tweeting in uh, to say, is Deli Alley the best thing since sliced bread? It's hard to disagree with him. Um, Dave, talk to me about Wayne Rooney. No, it isn't. <laughs> Dave, talk to me about <laughs> Wayne, Wayne Rooney's performance because people were saying that was his best performance all season. Yeah, but that's, that is saying absolutely nothing. Wayne Rooney's been awful this year. You've given he did play half decent against France, but it's still not the Wayne Rooney that we Half got. decent. Half decent, yeah, I'd say half decent. You know, there's a number of t- what really annoyed me about his performance was how he was sort of playing number ten um, at periods in the game. There were moments where John Stones was bringing the ball out of defence brilliantly. You know, excellent taking on players. One moment he, I think he beat three players, dribbled the ball over the halfway line, and then there's no one there. There's no one there ready to receive the ball off him. And for me, that's where your number ten has got to be there. Your number ten has got to be turned. It's got to be looking for the ball, looking for the passing to feet to then turn and then you know get out the back four. But it, it just frustrated me. It, at that movement where Stones came out the back, he dribbled the ball out of the fence, beat three players. Wayne Rooney was actually behind him covering his position. I don't want Wayne Rooney to be there. I want Wayne Rooney to be in the attacking third. It just, for me, at the moment with Wayne Rooney, it seems all wrong. And I think that he will have to leave Man United to continue his career at the top level because it's, it's just not working for him now under Van Hal and at Manchester United. He's, he's just not performing wow. at his great heights. Well... Speaking of Manchester United and strikers number 10 and all this, Anthony Martial was obviously oh. injured in the friendly, Dave. Um, we don't know how long he's going to be out for, though, do we? It's a foot injury. No, it, it, for me, it looked like a... You know how you know, we've seen David Beckham, we've seen Wayne uh, Don't say that word, Dave. Do not I'm gonna say, say it. Word. It looks like he's done his metatarsal. It Oof, looks like a tackle. Metatars, Dave. Exactly, mate. That's, that's the thing, isn't it, Lawrence? It looks like he's he got into a tackle where your metatarsal sort of exposed in a way... And he got up in a way where, that you've seen players before that have done that injury. They get up a bit gingerly and they don't quite, you know, it's a, it's a big impact injury. You know, he's, he's, he's um, come out of the dressing room on, in, on crutches. So it, it's a massive worry for Manchester United considering how poor their forward line has been without Martial in the team. Well, how do they play with him missing them? Do they, do they need to shift Rooney back up front? Or I, I imagine it's going to be an unpopular def- opinion. Got to get Memphis Depay back in the team. If, if you've not got Martial, you know, you need to have that creativity from somewhere that ability the cockiness I hope that it's time for Memphis we've you know he's I've done a number of interviews recently that's saying that he's it's been difficult to adjust to Manchester United and so forth bigger club and that you know which is accepted going from the Eredivisie to the Premier League is huge Luis Suarez took a number of years to properly hit top form and I think there's a there's questions about what he's been eating and so forth now he's got his own chef at home so I think it is time right now, if Martial is out injured, it's time for Memphis Depay to really kick on for Manchester United and take that sort of attacking berth away from um, Tony. Lawrence, what did you make of the... I mean, Jesus. (laughs) I know, that's pretty embarrassing, isn't it, to be honest? Well, I I don't know. I I mean, obviously, you know, players grow up in a a bubble, but I... I mean, a chef is probably a good... You know, obviously we mock, he's got enough money to have a chef credit, but, I I mean, come on. Yeah, he's got a chef, mate. <laughs> you're not, not impressed not impressed that Lawrence I, I wasn't impressed with John Joe Shelby's chef he's, he's clearly right. not feeding him the right things if they, he's paying him if, well he's paying him well for that job yeah, his personal John assistant I mean, still, I mean, I mean I, it, the point would also be you know it's not just about getting a chef it's about eating right from that chef and then doing the right things with that food in your body so yeah <laughs> 
Indeed. How do you reckon um, Indeed. Chef's doing right now? Do you reckon his personal assistant? He's still in the yeah, job. I think he. I think he. I think yeah. he, sorry, abandoned, he abandoned that, didn't he? Uh, I don't know if he abandoned it. I think he just went private with it, Adam, as opposed to <laughs> yeah, putting posted it, it everywhere. His, uh, his chef's also developing that new app whilst mowing the lawn. Uh, yeah. Jermaine Defoe. Yeah. You must. All the apps must be on the horizon. You know, all the business yeah. plans. All this. Jermaine Defoe. The app. The man. The myth. The app. Jermaine Defoe. <laughs> Get inside Jermaine Defoe. Be Jermaine Defoe. Other news this week, Lawrence. Talk to me a little bit about Arsene Wenger because he said a few choice words about doping. This whole doping scandal that arose last week. It's, it's been a, it's arisen for a while. He's, he's had some choice words in inverted commas for quite some time now um, and has been very open about the way that he thinks some other team... He's, he's often, often alluded to the fact that other teams he thinks have clearly done things which would be considered to be uh, below the line of legality in football. Uh, never really said explicitly what he thought that was, although we all know um, about what goes on in other sports. About we, we also know what's legal and what's illegal. I also... Actually, no, you know what? Maybe we don't know what's legal and illegal. I think that's the problem is that Maybe some people, I mean, you know, you or I or someone who watches the game every day doesn't know what the laws are to do with that. Um, and it, essentially, that doesn't really matter. What we want to know is that people are competing on a fair level. And I think at time he's alluded to the fact that other people are not competing on that level. Um, and I think within the Premier League, you know, he's made it very clear where he sits and where he thinks other Premier League teams sit. He's made it very clear he thinks other Premier League teams have used doping. And, I, you know, there's a really good points made in different articles throughout the week that football cannot ignore this because there are other sports that are riddled with it. Cycling has been for some time. Um, uh, to some extent, gymnastics down the years has had, and you know, Olympic sports have had their problems. But sport in general uh, will always have problems with people cheating. It will not always have problems with people doping if the culture is the right way around. And he's, essentially, I think what he's saying is, you know, it, it doesn't level the playing field. But he's saying the current system... The, the checks in place at the moment are inadequate and he wants blood tests and all this sort of stuff to come in. Um, yeah. I mean, uh, I think yeah, we I mean, should talk about, I think we should talk about it. I think we should be very loud about it. And it's as important as being outraged about, you know, someone, someone taking money as bribes, to the world cup, um, all those kind of things, because it, it fundamentally changes the way that the game's played. I mean, you and I, you and I both know, you know, you can get puffed out, out on the pitch, just playing five aside football. Not me, mate. Uh, but I know that's because you're busy, so busy going through everyone. But the point would be that, that, that uh, you know, with, with that, there needs to be a, a level playing field. And there just isn't in, mm. in between some clubs. And, you know, journalists allude to it. Other people allude to it. Um, it's covered up because it makes a lot of people a lot of money. And at the same time, I think the Premier League has the biggest problem because a huge amount of its marketability is it's built on the idea that it's clean. And that, you know, you can bet on mm. it because it's clean. Do you think there's a reluctance almost for the Premier League to look into it because they know or suspect or maybe see, as Wenger's alluding to, that there is something going on and football has enough problems as it is with, you know, credibility, as you say, and this, you know, the dodgy financial situation at FIFA and everything. If I don't want to, you know, <laughs> make broad accusations like that but do you think that might, might be part of it why is football not trying to deal with this problem because fo football's having football's in a good moment right now 
um, and some uh, in terms of the Premier League at least, and some people don't want to burst that, hmm. uh, or not even some people don't want to. But you, I, you know, you can you can essentially compare it to the Lance Armstrong situation. People get into a certain bubble, they get into a certain group of people, and then the social pressure causes them not to speak out about things or causes them to overlook certain things because it's just easier that way. Not even just easier. Like we can't. I'm speaking in the wrong way about it because it, you know we get into social tropes. What I'm saying is. Uh, when people hang out in groups, there's influence that happens outside of uh, vocal things. There are, you know, there's there's hidden things that happen underneath that. I don't even know if they're deliberately hidden. I just think it happens through the way that culture perpetuates itself. And that's what happens within football because football is ultimately a bureaucracy and a system as well. Um, elsewhere in the news this week, um, did anyone see the amazing story of how Mattia Flamini is going to oh, save yeah. the world? Hear this one? Yes, I love this story. <laughs> so um, it sort of came out um, towards the end of last week that he spent the last seven years having set up a company called GF Biomedical. Uh, so apparently, it's the first company in the world to mass produce lev- levulinic acid. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. That old, that old the, thing. Can I just say this week in football is the best week for Bizarre. people in football speaking about things that they do not know about. Yeah. Um, Terrorism, yeah, yeah, I'll have a chat about uh, that. Oh, yeah. Acid, yeah, I'll have a chat about that. Mate, Matty Firmini knows a lot the, about the outbreak, acid. Brilliant. Um, it's apparently a substance that can replace oil in all of its forms. Mm-hmm. And it may yeah, well, or according... Acid burns, how can it replace oil? <laughs> I mean, I don't know a lot about it, Lawrence. Flamini does. Yeah, but I he's... think he's... <laughs> if it just turns out to be a pyramid scheme. Oh, God damn. <laughs> how gutted is he going to be? 20... He... Billion. He no, believes no. the company is worth twenty billion. Yes, no, um, I think he, no, that, that's that's incorrect. He believes the industry will be worth twenty bit twenty yeah, billion. Yeah, you okay. see, that's the problem with reporting from the Sun, isn't it, Dave? Um, and that would also are, you, are you telling me the the Sun has twisted it? Well, Dave, the the, the Sun is talking shit. <laughs> the, the, the biggest problem. The biggest problem is it's called the Sun, uh, and you know we all love the Sun. The people have written about the Sun coming and things like that, um, and we all hate the newspaper, the Sun. I wish the newspaper of the summer was a good newspaper because it's a great name for a newspaper. Mm. Um, but essentially, it's a shit place. Um, <laughs> I, but full of nice people. And that's the problem. I don't know where these horrible stories come from because whenever you meet a journalist from the sun, some of them are dickheads, but some of them are also really nice people. Um, outside of that, Adam, the biggest problem would be if this was reported in the Financial Times or in a place where we actually, like, you know, The Economist have written a piece and we might be like, I know those are also big institutions which probably have their own problems. But, then it would have a little bit more uh, pull. The fact that he had to go to the sun to talk about it says something about the story. Either way, he's going to make mean, a lot of money. It, you know, it doesn't matter if it's worth a billion I enjoy or twenty. It. I enjoyed the story. It's a, it's a good story. Credit to him. You know, he's got a degree, hasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> has he? I think he has. I think he was talking about that. And he's obviously working with other people. You know, he apparently employs a factor of four hundred in Italy. He's apparently um, got a legal degree. Potentially, yeah. Mm. Well, it's good. It's good. We can read on Wikipedia, Adam. Um, but I th- <laughs> with him, with him, it's an interesting one, isn't it? Because I think a lot of other footballers also, like Robbie Fowler, has famously got a uh, property business. Um, who else? Got Jermaine? Well, Jermaine Defoe is obviously a, a big business. Um, yeah, Gary, Gary. What does Gary Neville do? So he does. Um, he does eco-friendly houses. He built the one in Bury in North Manchester that looks like the Teletubbies house. So really? under half underground. Well, Oh, Gary Neville. Oh, lovely. 
Um, does it have Does it have Neville Custard and things in it? <laughs> it does, yeah. Another. Was, um, uh, speaking of Neville's, I was at the um, David Beckham game at the weekend. Oh, were you now? How yeah, was that? Was, How was that? It, it was really good. Yeah? I've got a, I've, uh, we were in the David Beckham camp, essentially. It Ooh. Was, it was, I, don't know, I don't know how much I can talk about. Basically, David Beckham's, ni- you know, very nice guy, nicest guy on the planet. Um, he played something like Did you five, meet him? Yes. Did you shake his hand? I shook, I shook David Beckham's Did you gaze hand. into those beautiful, beautiful eyes? I did. There was a rule, no selfies, which was so difficult not to adhere to. Really? No selfies? Uh, yeah. An unspoken rule. Um, or a literal <laughs> a literal rule yeah um, uh, but it was it was it was lovely some great moments uh, you know him him going off for his own son him then coming back on passing to his own son just imagine what that must feel like for him like he, you know it's gone full circle there must have been just this real father moment that was just like oh my god I'm coming off the pitch at <laughs> Old Trafford for my own son it was and nice. it was not it was only nice. that but I, I went to Old Trafford for the first time and it is a great stadium, and the fans were fantastic. Oh, was it f- full house or? Full, I, uh, it was Almost. a rainy day, relatively full house. Really, mm. it was a, it was a, it, it, it was fantastic, great, um, great atmosphere, uh, really good. It was good to see Adam McCullough there as well at Full Time Devils. Yeah, um, more so than say Ronaldinho or anyone like. And Ronaldinho, two oh, yeah, similar yeah. ilk. Uh, yes. Ronaldinho apparently out until nine a.m. partying. Apparently, really, yeah. Very much, you know the. They rolled in at about one fifteen on the coach, so I don't know. He was smiling the whole day, though, so good credit to him. Loving life, that boy. Loving he life. He genuinely. I, I have either of you ever seen Ronaldinho alive? No, God no. Dave? Was he? Was he like? Was he the next level? It, it must have been. You know, it was a great way to what. I mean, I don't know if you've seen it on TV. You've seen highlights. They probably don't do it justice because most of them are vines. We captured Ronaldinho doing that little flick between the officials' legs. You know, the ball at halftime yeah. is coming up. That's what everyone's seen. We got that on our social media network um, with with David. And um, what, what what is great is at Old Trafford, all the lights are on. It's pouring rain. And he's moving like Ronaldinho moves, like no other footballer moves. And he's going around people. He's doing those 90-degree kind of jabs at the ball that he does, which takes him past people. Sol Campbell fouls him, and he doesn't get a penalty, and he just sits there and laughs. You know, he's just having a good time. He tries to chip David. It was fantastic. Like, he's amazing to watch. And you just think, imagine him in full flow at Barcelona. You watch it on TV, and it's one thing. You watch him score that toe-poke goal against Chelsea. It's incredible. When you see him live, I think... You know, you realise what people are talking about. It's a shame his peak was maybe too short. Uh, although maybe that's what made maybe that's what make people make uh, makes people so nostalgic about him mm. is the short peak. He was so good for you know, but he, a he's of still years. so good now. He he probably could still do a job in. The <sighs> he's free agent, is he not? Is he free agent? Uh, I think he's actually in Mexico now. But you you know, you I thought he left that club. I don't know. I didn't get a chance to speak to him. Oh, um, okay. <laughs> you could, you could do, you basically just sit him, sit him just behind the striker in a game. Literally don't move Ronald and just, you know, just we'll pass you the ball. You do whatever you need to. I imagine it'll work. It, he's going to win you 40 points a season in the Premier League. Put it that way. Yeah. I think that with, with Ronaldinho is just his ability. I think that is the reason why he didn't last at the top for so long was his fitness issues. You know, there's big reports about how when uh, Ten Ten Carter left um, Barcelona to become Ajax manager, he was the assistant manager to Frank Rijkaard. The discipline went in the dressing room, and Ronaldinho just did not look after himself. 
And ultimately, that's why he left Barcelona, because he fell out with the president, because he wasn't coming to training on time, he was claiming all these injuries and so forth. But, like, you know, Lawrence is saying that he's an excellent player in full flow. He's absolutely brilliant. The first... Well, I went to the, um, San Siro to watch Man United, and um, Ronaldinho was playing for AC Milan at that time. The first 20 minutes, he was absolutely unplayable. He was so good. He was just destroying Man United's um, right-hand side, playing left wing. And then he just disappeared in the game, and he just left, and he, he couldn't really be bothered when United started harrying and pressing. So he's a Mercurial player again, but then in his, in his prime, he was just unbelievable. Incredible. Yeah. Other news this week. Um, we have the story of the Arsenal fans who are uh, trying to <laughs> trying to crowdfund a project to pay Lionel Messi's wages. He's reported uh, 600 grand a week wages he was demanding to come to Arsenal because that story is definitely true. True, yeah. Um, I mean, it's not, it's not based on the fact that he said, if someone said to him, if you could play for anyone in the Premier League, who would you play for? And he sort of went, well, if I had to play for anyone. Um, it would be Arsenal. Yeah, it would be Breaking Arsenal. And they, went, and they went, wait a minute. You want to play for Arsenal? And he was like, no. And they were like, we've already bought you. <laughs> that was just one of those weird... There's, every now and then it's just a tra- transfer story that makes no sense and comes from nowhere. Yeah. Why, why would he want to leave Barcelona? I know there's all this, this tax this tax situation, but surely why would he want to... Come on, Barcelona to Arsenal. The challenge? Yeah. Maybe, maybe <laughs> when <laughs> he speaks to Ronaldo, Ronaldo says to him, you didn't do it in the Premier League, mate. The, <laughs> it mugs the, him right off. You the, can't do it at Stoke. Yeah. Can you? The report yeah. was in the Daily Star. It said Messi wants to move to London and Arsenal, whose preferred destination, but his eye-watering six hundred thousand pound a week wages could price him out of de- any deal. What, sh- what a shock! <laughs> Although Arsenal are very good at budgeting, so maybe they would have it in their budget. Anyway, if the, those, yeah, those uh, the Arsenal fans are going to get there, they're going to be able to crowdfund it anyway, so they won't have to. You know, Arsenal I love a good it. joke of a crowdfund. You know, it's not like there are other good causes out there that need real money. No, no, no. This 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 definitely needs real money. Um, other news, apparently Chelsea, right, are going to sign, <laughs> if I said Chelsea are going to sign a Dutch midfielder, who would you yeah. guess I'm, I'm suggesting they might Van be? Yeah, well, Dave, who do you reckon they're going to go for in January? Um, Nigel de Jong? Oh, no, mate, they're going for Wesley Snyder, mate. Wow. That's what they need right now. Chelsea yeah. are apparently ready to sign Galatasaray's Dutch midfielder, Wesley Schneider, 31, in January by paying his release clause. He's, I mean, he's perfect for them, isn't he? David, yeah, what do you reckon? Is he, uh, is he the man they need right now? Um, I think <laughs> they need a lot, really. They probably need a new manager more than they need Wesley Schneider. Oh. But, um, he's still, Wesley Schneider's still decent in a Turkish league this season. Played 10 games, three goals, four assists. Are you he's doing that off can, the top of your head now? Or are you reading that job. Uh, it's off the top of my head, Adam. You know, these are things impressive. I do. For my life, Adam. I, I just you, you just did, your part of your brain is just taken up by these, these yeah, stats. How many goals exactly. was she signed has this season? Yeah, it's, uh, it's a joke, you know. I've, I've lost the emotional side of my of my being. <laughs> All right, Dave's one of the few people that actually still uses Google Glass, and whenever a football player's name is said, he just visually searches. Blah, 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 blah. I am Dave. Dave Compute. <laughs> He's in, in, I'm it, Lawrence. I'm a robot. Here's an interesting bit of news here. Yeah? coming out um, not too long ago as we were recording the Portuguese and Spanish leagues oh, do you see this? Yeah. I saw no, this have apparently had a meeting yeah. to discuss the creation say? of an Iberian league a so joint sick. league together yeah that's what joint means Lawrence. What do you, I mean is that is that is, is that, that good is that? <laughs> um, I, what does that mean like how would they feel Porto 
Porto. In yeah. with Barcelona. In with Real Madrid. Yeah, good luck with that, Porto. Benfica. Sporting Lisbon. I mean... Yeah. What happens with the coefficient? What happens with all <laughs> those things? Just... Lawrence, they deal with that later. They get the league sorted and then they'll sort the problems out later on. Safety in numbers, I guess, right? Yeah. I mean, this is um... the whole... This is reminds me of the whole, um, you know, Catalan, Catalonia um, situation with, with Barcelona. Because... You know they're trying to get independence right now. Yeah. From Spain, what happens then to Barcelona? <laughs> Barcelona are not going to be in this Iberian League, I assume. If you know, <laughs> Catalonia does get independence. They they they're separate apart from that because they'll be playing in their own league with uh, who's the uh, who's Barca's local rivals? Uh, uh, Bilbao. Yeah. Espanyol. Espanyol. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> are they just going to be in their own league together, and then you know Portugal and Spain? I think the Italian league wanted to take them, similar to Monaco, because Monaco were what? complaining last year about how, because um, obviously Monaco, they've got their own tax legislation. So if you play for Monaco, you pay like, pretty much no tax if you're a player. Like, you know, wow. if you are like Condogbia, you're absolutely raking it in. So they wanted to, the French league wanted to apply the same taxation laws to Monaco as a football club. And what, they were, what Monaco said was, well, we'll just move to Syria then. It's going to be like that. Well, they went, tax laws, it? So apparently it could all work out just peachy because these um, it was the Portuguese and Spanish bosses meeting to discuss this Iberian league which would include Barcelona that would Iberian you know it would span oh, the, yeah. the, the separatist nation of Catalonia or whatever happens there so it could it could happen you know so you, could, it, would it you might get see Elche v Guimaraes on a, on a regular basis I mean that would be quite something wouldn't it Lars uh, <laughs> I mean, it certainly would be something I don't know uh, what it would be but, but then, do, you know, do Morocco reach out to them and sort of go, we're in on this? <laughs> well, um, lads, if, uh, if you're doing it, we're doing it. Yeah. Did Gibraltar reach out? And then, they, they, but then the Great British League comes in, Lawrence. That's where Gibraltar comes in. Gibraltar can come and join the, the Great British Premier well, imagine League. Imagine that away day, Carlisle. Oh, what a... The Carlisle players would just be on the absolute <laughs> round. But you what do, round you really are on the lash when you go to Gibraltar. Um, you, you do sort of think, though, what, what is that? lead to you know when you know would can countries then just reach the out European to each other Super and say we league. want to film a, do a fused league does it you know if it really benefits them I can see uh, this European Super League happening at some point in time they just slowly move mm. it they go to 10-20 years look your league your league shit too do you want to come <laughs> into our league PSG then, I, I think it's going to happen because you look at the, the French league now PSG is miles ahead you know um even in Germany, you've got Borussia Dortmund and, and Bayern Munich. I think these teams are going to start to next 10, 20 years. You're going to see all of them in a league together. Forget the the Champions League knockout not. rounds. It's going to be a league. The, the, yeah, I, I think it'd be yeah, like Dave says. You kind of hope not, but you also like your math is waters. It's inevitable, isn't it? Yeah, but but imagine that the travel for the fans. You know, yep. would that be would that be supplemented by the clubs because they've chosen to essentially change what football is? Um, for so many people, you know, week in, week out, some people enjoy just going to, some people don't even have passports. Um, you know, some mm. people enjoy going to, uh, you know, Sheffield and Manchester Party and Partypool and, you know, Bournemouth and Torquay and all these kind of places. You know, does it change? What does that mean for the FA Cup? What it, you know, if you're a shit country, you know, like Portugal, <laughs> then <laughs> sure. No, I'm kidding. Uh, no, you know, no, but if, if, say, your league isn't making the money that you wanted to, do you just say, well, we want to fuse with you guys? But that's going to mean a complete lifestyle change for all these people. And, and so often that's the case. It's, it's all measured on what can we do to expand this as a project. But actually, 
progress isn't that linear, is it? Maybe progress would be making things more local and taking on more people's feelings into account than managing to wipe out more people and putting them into wider groups. I mean, it's an interesting... Whatever the fuck that means. <laughs> it's an interesting discussion. Uh, Dave, have you got up to that point on Football Manager yet? Have you played, been playing Football Manager yet? Are you up to the European League I'm bit yet? Does that no. not happen in that game? It's not yet. Uh, we're 2000. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. 2030? Still wow. not got the European Super League, but it could happen. You're way off. Could bring the Super League up. You're dressed in Josim, is there? Oh, they're the boys, aren't they? The lads. You know, I've been there a while. Club legend. What, what, why, what is the obsession with football manager? I've, what? You don't I, play, Lawrence? I've ne- I've, I was once an assistant manager to Kristen Hennage. Uh, <laughs> I'm football manager. That I'd, would have been brilliant. I would, lo- Lawrence, I would love to. Lawrence, what, what tactics are we playing this week? Oh, just, well, Kristen. Yeah. <laughs> play a back I just, three. I just sat next to him while we were in Ace Hotel just kind of, you know, watching him. And I, it was really good. <laughs> it was really interesting. But I, I still don't, like, Dave, you must have played that for hours. <laughs> do you want to know how long I've played this last oh, game? Oh, God, do it's, it's absolutely disgusting. I could have done so much with my life. Have you got the new, Dave, you you got saw, the new version, you... Dave? So oh, I'm, got... I'm still playing the old game. Ah, I'm you haven't got 16 yet. I've got, I've got 16. So 2015, right? I've played it for 345 hours of my life. That is Dave. ridiculous. <laughs> the thing about Football Manager, Lawrence, is I'll explain this. Once you start, you, you can't stop. So I used to be in Mac. your... Yeah, you get it on Mac. Can you get it on Mac, did you say? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I used to be the same as you. I was like... Pfft. Come on now, this is ridiculous. <laughs> I used to. How can you spend so much time on this game? But once you get you get sucked in, you start managing Spurs. No, I got, I'm just myself. too happy in my relationship right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, mate, you don't, if you've got a girlfriend, mate, put it in the bin. No, it will yeah. just... But then, you, you, yeah, you start to play so much and you lose a lot of time, but you can't pull yourself away. And once you eventually do pull yourself away, you, you can't go back. It's cold turkey. There's, there's what's the draw like what what is the draw because it's like any uh, management game or simulation you can mold the team in your image and you can lead them to glory in it it's all you Lawrence it was your tactics it was all you you do, made do you the signings you learn do you think you learn things like, 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 I definitely learn stuff on foot manager like hey, tactically yeah like or like player wise because so, everyone always says you know the players most, you're seeing those I mean, young yeah, well, players I mean, there's, there's always those people that people go uh, oh yeah He's good in football manager, but he's exactly. shit in real life. Freddie, you do. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> tactically on this game, I went through a transition. I actually went through a transition from the start of the yeah. game. Became a playing, woman. Playing a, <laughs> Quite a transition. Playing a 4-3-3 
to then playing a 4-2-3-1, to then eventually playing a 4-4-2, a 4-2-4 hybrid, and then a 4-5-1 as well. I sort of went through the whole game of like changing formation in these 30, in these 15 years that I played the game, and it's just it was really, it was just incredible. And now, okay, so tactically, what's really interesting on Foot Manager, Dave, have you uh, always been with the same team? Yeah, so I've been been with Dynamo Dresden. I've, from the Bundesliga third division to Bundesliga champions now. Still not won the European Cup, but that's the dream. Disappointing, mate. But what, 15 what I mean, years. You should have built a dynasty by now, Dave. Touch so, up. Hold on, let me just finish my point, right? So Sorry, in go. terms of <laughs> starting the game, Too busy right? I played a 4 2 3 one because I like number 10s. And now, 15 years in, there's no number 10s in world football. So I've had to adjust my tactics and now I've played What do you mean? What do you mean there's it's, no number 10s? There's no number 10s. I promise you, there's no, no good number 10s on my game. Okay. They're either shit or they're like Extinct. 95. <laughs> it, it's just a weird thing how like tactics evolve in real life like that, where teams go through phases. For example, in Italy, that was the 4 4 2 narrow diamonds, the 3 5 2 to 3 4 3, and so forth. It's just so, I find it really sort of interesting how the tactics evolve on the game like they do in real life. I mean, I think you're right. Lawrence, you're like, this guy is an up. You're like, what is going on? No, no. Do you not see the appeal, Lawrence, of playing the game? Can I, I absolutely see the appeal. I think you should give it a go before next I just, I honestly, I don't have enough time. Like, I. Yes, that's the problem. I, I don't have enough time to do it. I spend so stop- many of my days editing and trying to, um, you know, do other things. Um, but then you start <laughs> you start making time for it when you shouldn't. You know, you're like oh, it's one a.m. I've just finished work. That's how yeah. an hour or two. Three o'clock in the morning. Might as well play another season. Yeah, can't yeah. finish on a loss. You've got to carry on. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I'm I'm in, I'm interested. I think maybe Dave and I should play a game and like film it. And, you know, I want to know more about... I almost feel like Louis Theroux spending a weird weekend with Dave. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to be involved. It's fine. It's fine. Do you get to... What do you do? do you, you don't get to, like, design the stadium and stuff. You literally nah. just do the team. You yeah. have to speak to the board about that, Lawrence. You've got to speak yeah. to the board okay. about a lot of things. I've had a lot of problem with the board in Dresden. Oh, really? Man, yeah. Tra- transfer language, language issues. Yeah, a few language issues. But football yeah. is a universal language. That is the key to any press conference. Dave, what would you say your philosophy is? <laughs> my philosophy of manager it's yeah suppressing suppressing attacking it's game yeah you mm. can tell when you actually do analysis the high press it's the high press yeah. I, I, I play I try and the play football manager like how I would want to it's my favourite kind of juice yeah <laughs> but what about like what happens if we have a three player game we all get the new game and we'll film we'll play the game for like 24 switch hours switch we'll film it switch stream yeah. what, I have 24 uh, hours <laughs> <laughs> I can try I used to like SimCity I, th- I imagine it's similar just for football. It's like SimCity, but for football. Yeah, football is way better. No, mate, you've not played SimCity. When you, when you finally build the towers, it is... This, it's see, this is what I mean, Lawrence. This is the towers. The towers are your two centre-backs. You're right, I'm going to... You know what? I'm, I'm going to go to the App Store now and I'm going to download I it, you guys. should. Let me talk to you a little bit about... Um, we've been talking about talking Ronaldo, about- Ronaldo the last few weeks. Oh, yeah, yeah. have we? Yeah, yeah we're, Adam, we have. we're just, always talking about But Ronaldo. I just wanted to briefly touch on... Um, I sat down, sat down on the weekend, watched his movie. Did I, you? Yes. <laughs> I thought, you know what? I've got about an hour and a half to kill it. I was like, let's uh, let's watch this movie. Have you, have you guys seen it? No, I really want to see it. Can you give me that illegal stream that you somehow have? No, it, it was completely legal. You can download it um, digitally now. How much? It, it was uh, a couple of quid. Not too much. Like okay. four, four or five quid. 
So I mean, I thought, okay. you know, I'll go, I'll go for it. Oh, Ronaldo oh, needs the money. It's not like he hasn't got, you know, he hasn't got enough money as he is. So I thought, you know, I'd give him a five quid. He'll appreciate that. Well, but the question um, here, Adam, is why weren't you playing football manager with an hour and a half? Yeah, do you know what I mean? Now I feel <laughs> yeah, like I should, that's why I should have spent it. I think it would have been a better hour spent, Dave, because the documentary itself is not particularly insightful. I must say, I feel a little bit disappointed. Um, yeah. It's hard to know whether they intended it. Basically, it comes across a bit of a vanity project. It's yeah, trying, shit. It's trying to pay. But this is from the people who made Senna and Amy, so I was expecting something a little bit more... I don't know, I was expecting something a little Dramatic bit... Dramatic in a way, maybe. Yeah. But it's basically it's trying to paint Ronaldo in a very good light. And what I'm thinking is, I wonder if the documentary maker's intention was to make this vanity project that makes Ronaldo look really good, or the impression I got was it actually makes Ronaldo look quite bad... And that was what they were. That's what they were trying to do. But you know, you the only way they does? could do it, I think, it makes Ronaldo look pretty. It doesn't make him look great. I don't think. Okay. So basically, it's very bizarre. Um, it, it's sort of based on the last year, up until when he won the Ballon d'Or in January uh, this year, earlier this year. So it's sort of the whole of 2014, almost. It covers the World <laughs> Cup and it covers you know winning the Decima and all that sort of stuff. So it's sort what, of got, how much you see of that of him winning things well the interesting thing was the way the film paints it the Ballon d'Or is far more important to him than the World Cup which was in the same year and even the Decima which is sort of just breezed over in about five minutes and it's all it's all building towards and it's all about the Ballon d'Or and you know, that's in the documentary himself. He says that's what it's about for him. You know, he says, when I saw Messi win it two, three, four times in a row, I thought, I'm not coming here anymore. What's the point? He, it seems to be for him um, that he values those individual awards over anything else. Do you think that's an, just in, a moment in his life sort of thing? No. <laughs> it no. seems like he's sort of saying over these past four years... Uh, especially when Messi's, you know, winning it four times in a row. That's what his focus, his goal is, his whole drive has been towards. For him, it didn't seem, this is what I'm saying about the documentary, paint him in a bad light. It looked like for him and Jorge Mendes, who's his agent, and he's sort of in a circle. It's all about that Ballon d'Or. There's a great, there's some great quotes in there. I mean, he says when uh, the Portugal World, stuff, World Cup stuff is in there, but it's less about them uh, being knocked out. And it's almost more about his... He said, yeah, he sort of says, you know, I, I shouldn't play in the World Cup, I'm injured. I shouldn't play, but I can't say that publicly. He's like, you know, if there was three Cristiano Ronaldos in this team, maybe I'll, you know, sit out because I know we'd be fine, but we're not. You know, we haven't got three Cristiano Ronaldos, there's only one, and it's me, you know. So it's kind of, when it, you know, when it shows him getting knocked out, he says, you know, I was sad about getting knocked, knocked out. It juxtaposes him looking sad with clips of Messi making it all the way to the final and it sort of weirdly paints Messi as this kind of villain in this villain role <laughs> and I feel like but, but it feels like an ill-judged but I think obviously he is pleased with the outcome of the documentary because of the amount of promotion and the amount of you know chat shows he's been on interviews he's done he must be pleased with the outcome and be happy with how it represents it but I feel like well, it actually yeah, comes I off. I think it. you're assuming a lot there. I think you, well, if you know, he, if he thought, he's oh, going to have a say, say about it. I think yes. the difference between Senna and Amy and this is that <laughs> they weren't Senna, around to <laughs> Well, I mean, Ronaldo's still alive. Most people say he looks dead inside, but Ronaldo's yes. still alive. Um, 
people don't say he looks dead inside. He's he's clearly a lovely guy at, mm. um, on on some level. Um, yeah. yeah, it's just interesting but, that he. I feel like he is happy with the representation of himself. Like I say, because he's putting so much promotion into it. When I don't think he comes across as well as maybe he thinks he does. Do you think though? It, it's it's it, the, the the problem with Ronaldo is he's almost too well packaged. So it yes. almost, there's almost a sense of disbelief about what what you see. Do you know? So it feels it, it's a bit like a shit film, if that makes sense. So it, his whole is, yeah. his whole product is a bit like is a bit crap. Do you know what I mean? Like it's good, but it's crap. Yeah. Like it, you know, with uh, do you get what I mean? Like it, it's almost underconstructed. It's almost mm. a little bit lazy. It's like oh, of course it, it's a bit like Louis Vuitton now. It's a bit like well, this is good. Yeah, I mean, it's a weird reason what we can't quite put our finger on, but we'll all buy into it anyway. It's a, it's just a strange film. It makes him look quite, it makes him look quite lonely almost. But at the same time, you know, he, he's got his inner circle. He's got his mum and his brothers and his, his friends. But they all, it's all about the film. Seems to be all about making Ronaldo look good in a way. His like son, that. his son, sort of the star of the show. You know, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, question yeah. It's it. coming out these hilarious uh, I find that lines. That's, that's very lazy. Uh, I'm, I'm, I mean, I've not seen it, but mm. well, as soon as you start to include a kid in it, you're going a bit for the more factor. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. It's, 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 it's an interesting film, but it's just not perhaps as insightful as I would have wanted it to be. Um, Maybe it would have helped if we'd all had, if we'd all had a movie. We should have had a little screening, together. yeah. But it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's interesting. Uh, um, we should just film ourselves watching all these things. <laughs> the front together. three, react to. <laughs> right three, react to, yeah. Uh, yeah. We'll call it R- R- Rogglebox. <laughs> Ronnie Box. Ronnie, Ronnie Box. Right, okay, I get it yeah, I, th- I recommend you guys watching it. If you're out there listening, I'd recommend you watching it. But it's, um, yeah, I just got I got quite a negative impression of Ronaldo. I put that on Twitter. I got a few, uh, you know, uh, people disagreeing with me saying, what's wrong with going for individual honours? It does, you <laughs> know. Ronaldo's agent. No, but it obviously. <laughs> what's wrong with going in? Jorge, what's wrong with going in individual Yeah, what's wrong with going but like you see how excited they are at winning that, <laughs> the Ballon d'Or. And it's like, it's almost like ridiculous. I feel like. Uh, did we have uh, Frank Lampard was on Monday Night Football a few weeks ago, wasn't he? And he sort of he sort of ridiculed the suggestion that a Ballon d'Or, an individual trophy, he was like, that's nothing compared to the Champions League. You know, the ultimate goal is the Champions League. That's what you want to win in your career. The Ballon d'Or is just you know, okay, it's a nice cap to the to the year. So like, you know, a meaningless sort of trinket almost. Whereas, whereas the the Champions League is the one that's going to define you in history. And the film makes it look like. Ronaldo doesn't quite see it that way. He doesn't see uh, the Champions League uh, World Cups, which yeah, obviously is very difficult for him to win, or even league titles as something that defines his... Like he, yeah, but I think he maybe, you know, he... It's almost like he realises, for whatever reason, he can't win these league titles and he can't win these Champions Leagues while he's at the team he's at, or maybe while he's up against... Messi and Barcelona, who had one of the greatest teams in of a generation when he, you know, when he joined Real Madrid. So maybe that's why he's focused on these Ballon d'Ors. But it's strange that he is so obsessed with them, as opposed to perhaps the ultimate glory in the, the team game, which is titles, league titles, and, and obviously Champions League titles. But it's an interesting documentary. Go and check it out. So sad, poor Ronaldo with his uh, millions upon millions of pounds and his, his his Ballon d'Ors. Yeah, no, but yeah, but money. Yeah, I think the the guys on the Ramble put it best. It was like you know, money's not going to actually make it better. Yeah, he's you know, 
Oh, go, go and wipe yourself with money. It doesn't really the other, that way. the other bizarre thing was how, obviously, if he is divorced from reality, it's easy to see why, because everyone is so, especially Jorge Mendes, his agent, it's bizarre seeing this guy. So after El Clasico, they win El Clasico, this must have been last, last year sometime, and they have a nice dinner afterwards, all celebrating him and his family in inner circle. Obviously, Jorge Mendes is there, and they're sort of going around and, Mendes is sort of paying tribute to every member of the family. When he comes to Ronaldo, he's like, <laughs> he's like, you know, oh, it's an honour to work with you. Not only are you, are you the greatest footballer in the world, but you're the greatest footballer of all time ever in the history of football. Not oh, only that, but you're the greatest. Boy. You're the greatest. He, he says you're the greatest sportsman. He goes, you're the greatest sportsman in the history of sport, and I work every day to make sure I live up to your incredible image. I can't do it. I can't do it, but I try my best. You know, and it's like, uh, of course, you'd be divorced from reality and maybe not see things as everyone else does, when people are saying that to you every day. I'm sure it's not just all Jimenez. I'm sure, you know, they show all the fans screaming after him every single day, you know, girls screaming, running onto the pitch, trying to get uh, just a selfie with him, all this sort of stuff. Quite a funny moment when, you know, in Portugal, the World Cup, there's a big media circus around him and fans just desperately trying to get hold of him and get any sort of picture or words with Ronaldo. And you hear some of the Portuguese squad sort of saying... No one wants to talk to me, do they? Why does no one want to interview me? <laughs> this sort of stuff. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, they, uh, I think people are wise to it, but um, interesting nonetheless. Anyway, enough from Ronaldo. We, I've talked about that for ages. Let's talk about. Um, do you want to talk? There's a talking point this week, Dave, that you've got lined up here. Am I right? We've sort of talked about football manager a little bit. We have, yeah. We, we did talk about, we touched on, on the subject. Mm. So, it's more of a question for you two. Mm. Um, if you were a football manager, what would your style be? I reckon, let's go with Lawrence first. It's going to be an interesting style. Can I, can I ask, can we do it like this? Yeah. What style do you think I'd be? Um, Swashbuckling football. Beautiful football. I think, think you'd be Not cautious. that secession. Oh, really? Yeah, what? I think you'd be cautious what? What? and a little bit pragmatic. Interesting. I, uh, it, what, uh, is it what style I think I'd actually be or what I'd like? <laughs> so yeah, it's what you, it's what your vision is. What's what's your philosophy? What's your footballing philosophy, Lawrence? Um, good question, Dave. Um, I would say I want a philosophy. Uh, that's the problem, isn't it? I'm I like to cover all my bases before the guy. I I would I would always feel like I wanted to know a lot about how we were going to play and you know how we could counteract what the opposition were going to do. That's why so I think you'd be, be pragmatic. So you wouldn't. At the same time, I'm. I think Adam. Like I, 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 I worry. I'd be more. I worry that I'd be more on the Benitez side of things than the sort of Klopp side of things. But I know I'm not as mechanical as Benitez. So I, I want. I manage like Klopp, but you know, <laughs> yeah, whatever. I just manage like Klopp. Fucking easy, mate. Whatever. Um, <laughs> but, but you know, I imagine that I would. Uh, you know, I, I want. What I want is a team who can just go through anyone. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I want someone who can just sort of, almost like Allegri if he actually had longevity. Do you know what I mean? Because mm. I, I like the way I I, it, I I like Juventus. Yeah, tactically a suit, astute, but astute, at the same time, sorry. at the same time, quite, quite powerful. A suit. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, they're very astute, but at the same time, quite powerful. You know? Yeah. Mm. Um, I want I want a power. I want a team that is powerful, but not through uh, physical power. Mental power. Mental? Yeah, I want, I want to mentally. I, mentally you know, I think powerful loves what, team. I think everyone loves what uh, Jurgen says when he came to Liverpool. 
Um, I was always quite questioning what Roger said, but always tried to give him a chance. I think that would be my problem is I, I'd be a little bit too um, attached to the players. And, and at the same time, maybe I, I'd over, um, I'd detach it. I'd be like, yeah, we're all socialist lads. And they'd be like, yeah, we're not. And I'd be like, great. And then I'd, <laughs> I don't know what I'd do from there. That's the problem. I, I'm all, I think a bit too much maybe to, um, to, to manage certain people. You need to get on full manager. You need to test out these. Um... I've just downloaded Steam, Adam. Wow, uh, he's so on it. I, he's bloody uh, well on it. I have no idea what I'm doing, uh, but it's working. Oh, you so... will. You will. I'm looking forward to seeing your little avatar, Lawrence McKenna, knocked up in the new game. You can make your little manager uh, face oh. and body and stuff. Pretty, pretty cool, is what I'm saying. Yeah, say. pretty cool. Pretty what good way to spend said. your life. Well, I'm Dave. I'm going to make my own philosophy, uh, but my philosophy is definitely going to be one uh, where I end up. I end up. I appear in pubs with the fans, yeah. <laughs> with the lads. Yeah, no, no, You're not with the lads. No, 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 not with the lads. Yeah. I just, I, I'd always have time. I'd be a, I'd be J- the Jeremy Corbyn of football. A bit like Daryl Clark. Daryl Clark's the Bristol Rovers manager. Apparently, when they got promoted to the football league from the conference, he went down the pub for a few beers with the fans. Yeah, exactly. Or, but Remember, then, Dave, it's not how you make, uh, it's not what you do, it's how you make people feel. Exactly. And Adam, how would your lads play? How would your well, lads wait, wait, wait a minute, we've got to say how we think Adam's <laughs> Okay, okay, let's go. Lawrence? Dave, you go first. I think, you're, I think you're quite astute at this. Um, you see, I think Adam's lads, right, they get men behind the ball and they break really quickly. They'd have a target, man. So they, they, you know, they play it very quickly out the back to a target man, Adam, and then they, they counter the pace. Yeah, I think that's the thing is Adam would want someone a little bit who's a little bit like himself out on the pitch, <laughs> which is what, <laughs> which is what, you know, which so is a what? big, a big, a big, powerful man out on the pitch. Mm. Not, not a, not a. I think you want someone. I think you know, you're for you basically because I think you see yourself as a bit of a. a <laughs> Careful. I was. I think your first purchase or your first attempt at a purchase would be Robert Lewandowski. God, the big man. Yeah. See, instantly. I do God, like. The big man. <laughs> I do like a striker. God. I do like a striker who can. Who, who's the complete forward, as they say in football manager. He can do it all. You know, like you say, Robert Lewandowski. He's good in the air. He's good. Good on the deck. He can do everything. Um, yeah, I think. Uh, you know, I think you've, you've you've got me there. I think, like Dave's saying, sit back, break quickly. Give the ball away to the fast, talented people. You got the the big man up top. You got that option if you need to go there. I'm, I'm set. I'm, I've, got, I've got my football manager tactics uh, I, already. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, what I, I definitely want someone who I definitely want a team who were able to play tactically um, adaptably and were sort of open to things. Do you know what I mean? I've got a great question uh, to finish off the podcast. But wait, what, what's Dave doing? Oh, Dave. Yes. Yeah. Well, we, I thought we were talking about your philosophy earlier, but please go on. Uh, kind of. Right, well, what, what is my philosophy then, lads? Uh, well, you, you uh, I definitely, you, you always speak about high pressing. It's the high pressing. Win yeah. the win the ball high up the pitch. Attack uh, from there. Yeah. Um, I also, I think, I don't know what you'd be like with the players. That's what I want to know. I think it'd be very efficient. Would you? Um, would you be one of one of Guardiola uh, aiming for absolute or Brendan Rodgers <laughs> aiming for absolute possession? No, no domination of the opponent. On the line, I'd go down for the confidence. They're making mm. it. They're trying to make it fun. They're trying to make that football is a game. But then, I think yeah, I think it's sort of building on the both that 
there's a line. If you stay within the line, I'll treat you very well. Like if you if you're performing <laughs> well, you're doing well, it's fine. But if you step over that mark, you are going to get bollocks. And that's yeah. what is going to happen. You're going to get so, ripped to absolute shred. So that's what I think it is. That's your Tinder profile, tough, isn't it, Dave? So it says on earth. I love I love good I love good preparation. I think I'd, I love preparing for things. Yeah. Sounds like your Pre- Tinder profile. Yeah, <laughs> I love preparation. <laughs> I love preparing for things. I love preparing. Um, um, what would your Tinder profile be, Adam? But would um, it, Dave, Dave's Tinder profile is what? High pressing. Yeah, <laughs> I like to win. <laughs> I like to win balls. Yeah. High pressing. I like a big man. That would be my Tinder profile. Anyway, listen, <laughs> I wanted to uh, ask one question before we, we finish up this uh, the first installment of this week's podcast. So, last few weeks, um, We've actually been organising a few little five-a-side games. Uh, there's some, there's us three, of course. We've been taking part. There's a few guys from, uh, you know, various football channels, Chelsea fan channels, spurred on, coming down, Football Daily, all these lads. So we've been playing for about four or five weeks now. We're on the regular, isn't it? Once a week, at least, five-a-side. Yeah. yeah. So what I wanted to know was sort of similar, uh, you know, theme to how you did it there. How would we describe each other in terms of what players were like? So if, I've not. I've I've had a difficult few weeks, lads. I'm, I'm I'm only getting back into it. I want to caveat it with that. I've not enjoyed myself. <laughs> now, I've really not enjoyed some of those games. I've, I've been I've been trying to find my fitness, and I and mm. I've been I've been disappointed with how I perform. Normally, I I, I, I it's for me is I'm like right. I want a hat trick a game almost. Wow, a hat trick a game. That is big. I like that. So, your, what is your position, Lawrence? Your preferred position? A five aside. Preferred uh, position would be game. central, central drifting. So I like to break on people. So I like to pick the ball up, pass, <laughs> and get it back. The problem, like our 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 problem is we do our problem has been our problem has been we've got too many people. Their heads go down, mm. and so there's not enough passing. Mm. And I love a good passing move. That's why I love playing with uh, Rory from Chelsea Fans Channel. Oh yeah, he's pretty good. Yeah. He's but at the same time, my feet, aren't, my, my, my feet aren't good enough to execute what I want to do right now. So right. I have to get back up to that level of fitness. Dave, how would you describe Lawrence if you could compare him to a player? Uh, I'm trying to think now. Yeah, that's actually a very Sick. tough question. Or any question, any player in history, maybe. You I'm know. a bit too petulant right now. Petulant? Yeah. I'd, <laughs> that's, uh... drift, drift in and out of game. Like, I, I, at times, I'm completely in it. And it's like, right, I've got every, I, can, I can run back, I can run forward. But I, there are, what I want is a full 60 minutes of that. So would you say you were at Mesut Ozil, Mesut Ozil when he just joined Arsenal? At the moment, but I don't want to be like Mesut. Well. I want to re- I want to, what I want is a better read of the game. I'm, my ultimate aim. I'm, trying to, I'm struggling to think of players right now. I mean, Dave, it's hard to find someone who's in my league, basically. Isn't it? <laughs> yes. This is the issue, isn't it, mate? <laughs> Um, what, what Dave is what, the reason Dave's struggling is because he's trying to find someone that's not insulting to me. <laughs> so at the moment he's sort of, he's sort of going, he's sort of going Phil Jones, uh, <laughs> the promoted team Nathan Redmond. Uh, I uh, what about a uh, bit of uh, uh, ooh. Jess Lingard? What do you reckon? Ooh, I think the, the problem for me is, guys, I don't think I have the build of a football player. And I have a best friend from home who is built like a football player. And I grew up, my entire childhood was basically spent uh, being, not envious, but almost always looking at him and sort of being like, God, I wish I was... Okay, that could work. We could try and find a player in that ilk then. What, someone who looks at other players and goes, God, I wish I was as good <laughs> as you? Um, I, 
at the, at the moment, I, I like give me a few weeks and I'll be back to my best. I want to be. Who do I want to be? Um, yeah, who do you want to be? Who do I want to be? Yeah, um, I want to be a number. I want to be in a number, a sort of a number ten. Right? I want to be a maybe, but I'd be happy to drop back. What I, what I love to do. No, no. What I love to do is sit in front of the back line, break up, and then distribute to people, and be one of the people who then catches up with the attack and Mac-a-lay-ly. has a strike the goal. The Macaulay, bro. Uh, you want to be Chubby Alonso? Let's be honest. Yeah. Essentially, essentially, I want to be a deep like. I'd love to, what I love. I love Mascherano, um, but he's not. We don't have the same figure um, or height, so um, it's difficult. Mm-hmm. Mascher, I love Mash. I think he's a fantastic player. I love his reading in the game. I love where he goes. I love where he's on the pitch. I love how reckless he was with his shots. Lawrence, love, love. How would you goodbye. Describe... Ooh, I like that. How would you describe Dave Lawrence? No, goodbye. Um, how would I describe Dave? Dave is uh, fan... Dave's really good at reading the game. He, mm. When he talks, he talks really well and sort of gives good advice. Um, and then there have been, there's a few times where he's looked really on his own up front and I've sort of felt a bit sorry for him because he's always looking for a partner but he never quite gets that partner. <laughs> Um, sort so of like he, my, my sort of love life at the moment, isn't it? It's the Tinder profile. Hey, da, 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 <laughs> so I, I, d- I don't know who... I, he looks a little bit isolated at the moment up top. Um, um, so but he's, I think Dave, for me, Dave's, Dave's strengths come from uh, empowering those around him. Wow. <laughs> it's the motivator. Mm. But it requires those around him to be, you know, good. Ready to be motivated. So you, to, and Dave, who do you, who do you want to be? Oh, my ultimate aim would be to be to be Gattuso. Interesting, Gattuso. a real bully in the centre of the park. Oh Your hair makes you look a bit like Gattuso. You're somewhere between Juan Mata and Gattuso. <laughs> you know what I mean? I love it. Lots of decent, decent, decent uh, moments between the sticks, though. I think that's been my, my best performance has been in goal. <laughs> Probably. I think Dave has made some really good Dave saves. You know, Dave saves, uh, um, uh, and then Adam. I mean, I have been on the receiving end of <laughs> some absolute filth. I came I'm home. I'm a graceful player. I don't my know foot, what are you talking about. My foot is still <laughs> black and blue. From no, it's not. No, it's not. He's lying, lads. He's lying. He's, uh, I've, I've been on the end of a Boltwood stamp as well. He's, brute, he's a brutal lad. He's a brute. He's a bit. But the problem is, he's, he's also. It's so satisfying to play against you because I love the, chal- like I love the challenge of Adam. Do you know what I mean? Like, it, I imagine you're one of those players. Like, essentially, you're not a centre back because you play more attacking than a centre back. Oh, no. five side, you almost become like you're like a centre back that plays all over the pitch. If that makes sense. I am a centre back, and then in five side, I get a bit excited and I start charging about. And I'm yeah, and you the pitch, and I let, I get a little bit through the cage, didn't you? Mate? What self-indulgent half hour we've just had. Um, but what I'm trying to say is, uh, I, I yes, I'm a centre back, but I'm actually now just about too slow to maybe reach the balls that I would have before. So I tend to foul a lot of people or stamp on them <laughs> or I just catch them like that half second too late. I'm just getting a little bit too slow to, to sort what? of keep up. So I'm a sort of a ledly king almost. You know, it, yeah. yeah, no, yes. And I've got dodgy knees. I've got dodgy knees <laughs> as well. What makes the perfect five-a-side player though? I think it's someone who, oh. uh, someone who plays, plays quite often. Yeah. Uh, because it, it sort of improves the reading of the game and the skills that you need. You, I think you have to be a little bit below average height. Um, yeah. You're saying I'm too tall. I'm, yeah, you're almost too tall for the cage, Adam. I'm too tall. Uh, <laughs> and I think you have to be a bit of a lad. Um, a bit of a lad. Sometimes. 
yeah. to be just to be a good five seven. But you know, don't let me box you in. There you go. I like it. I'm I'm, I'm Ledley King, mate. I'm I'm happy with that. I'll stick with well, that. Uh, I think you're, I think you're Ron Harris, mate. You're the Chelsea <laughs> legend. You're not you're not getting away I'm from not, that. I'm like, I'm like Lady King. Lady King. If Lady King was still Led- playing Ledley's now, Ledley's timing was perfection. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. Anything, but <laughs> I'm Ledley if he was still playing now. He was like lunging into challenges right, so after base. Across Ledley King. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, I think that was. Uh, uh, interesting little look into there how uh, we, we are at five side i.e. not amazing but anyway listen <laughs> but keep listening to our football shit we know we can't play we're decent we'll talk about we're it. decent uh, we're going to have to film one of these games once since we're playing every week we're going to have to film one of these games so uh, the good people can see uh, how brutal my tackles are um, but anyway listen that wraps up episode 33 of the front three um, stay tuned this week because there'll also be a Q&A podcast coming out on Saturday uh, but until then, Dave, thanks for coming on board. As always, Lawrence, Cheers, lovely mate. to have you. Good to have you. Thanks uh, to everyone. I'm installing Football Manager right now. Beautiful. It's going oh. on. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 